go, 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 shawty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck if that's your birthday. You'll find me in the club. How's it going, everyone? Joe Gagne here, welcoming you to edition number 50 of Joe vs. the World. We just heard some uh, 50 Cent, uh, appropriate that's not only our birthday, but this is edition number 50 of our little show. My guest today is the silent partner of sorts of, of this show, in that if, if he wasn't around, there would not be a Joe vs. the World. He was on show number one, so it's only fitting he's on number 50. It's the Cubs fan. Cubs, how you doing? Hi. Um, yeah, I'm not much of a silent partner if I actually get to talk on this podcast. Well, you do. I was just, I was just going for. I, I couldn't think of how to put it. Like he's a partner that talks, but you don't hear from him too often. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. that makes much more sense. Yeah. So the silent partner. So yeah, normally we we would have you talk lucha on this show, but this is a little bit different. This is uh, this is a celebration. This is this is a party. We're gonna have a lot of guests. It's going to be fun, but uh, my first question is, did you ever think we'd get to, to a show 50 way back when? No. I mean, it, it seemed like doing podcasts would be actually more effort than it turned out to be, mm. and that, you know, coming up with 50 different shows, would I, I didn't even consider a possibility that we'd get this far. I think I've said it before. When I got to show 10, I was like, holy cow, 10 shows, uh, can't get any better than this, but here we are 40 shows later at uh, at show number 50, and uh, mm-hmm. I am bringing back the Gorilla Drop board for everyone who uh, pitched me out because I'm having enough Gorilla Drops on the last WrestleMania show, so Will you stop? I'll tide you over for a little bit, but um, I guess we should talk about the, the origins of our little show, so I will pontificate here for a bit, because uh, I remember the first um, internet radio I really listened to was the old uh, PPH with uh, Dr. Keith, Zach, and my mortal enemy, uh, Mike Sempervivi. Seemed like they were having a lot of fun. Um, I remember I tried to worm my way on it as a guest, which failed spectacularly, which was not surprising at that point. But I mean, were you listening to a lot of uh, internet radio? I don't really know. That was the first one I really remember. You know, the, and I remember listening to the Observer Iada show when I was in college. Yeah, of course, that would be the big and, one. I think maybe when I was really bored, I might have listened to the episode or two of WCW Live or something like that. <laughs> I, I didn't listen to to um, podcasts really that much at the beginning. It was just you know, I just I wasn't listening to stuff. It, I was listening to other kind of podcasts, so I was familiar with the idea, but I just hadn't got a wrestling one I liked. Yeah, they had um, things like the the law that would be streamed. Uh on the internet, but the, the podcast itself, the idea of a tape show that you could download and listen at your leisure. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what that came about, but I guess it would have been a few it years was, back. It would have been, you know, it wasn't technically the iPod, but once iTunes put in the podcasting feature, that's really when everything took off with podcasting. Once it became easy for people to do, without having to get another piece of software, that's when really I think it blew up. Yeah. And then um, along came uh, Brian Alvarez's Figure Four Online, which had the Figure Four Daily podcast. And I did worm my way onto that show twice back in late uh, 2005. That was back in the early days of the show where, where Brian needed uh, warm bodies more than a good guest. So I haven't listened to those shows in forever. I'm, I'm sure they're pretty bad in retrospect, but you were all, you were a bit better than I was. You were on around the same time, too. We, we both kind of... You mean Justin? Yeah, I, I, I think I've listened to five minutes of my appearances on it. <laughs> 
really, you know, I, I want to listen to someone else that, you know, I haven't heard. And plus, you know, I don't think I'm very good at this. So, especially early on when you're just talking and you have no idea how to finish a sentence or complete a thought at all. They, I'm sure it stands out a little badly. Yeah. And, um... Of course, at, at some point, Brian got got better guests, and uh, there was a little need for me to uh, get back on the show, and even though I tried, because really, would, would you rather listen to Lance Storm or or me? <laughs> you know, it's not. The same thing kind of has happened with me. I mean, would you rather listen to me reading some message board and talking about Lutra, or would you rather listen to like someone like Steve Sims who actually has Lutra sources? <laughs> That's true. And actually, I, I, he goes to. To lucha shows in Mexico and yeah, you know, as opposed to someone doing it from their computer in the United States. Yeah. So you know, it was back in the old days when you know you just wanted interesting conversation, which you still it's now. <laughs> when you had more random people on, I guess we were both on, but that kind of changed as time's gone by. Yep. And um, I just I just remember. Not that we're ripping it No, no, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's probably, it's probably for the best instead. I mean, you still have an outlet to hear yeah. you and me, so I don't think anyone's yeah. much the worse, so. No. But, um. No, he hasn't lost any subscriptions yet. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I just remember thinking, you know, podcasting was coming up, and I thought, I wonder, you know, if you can't join them, beat them, so to speak, and I remember I floated the idea to you. I had written, you have a website, of course, com. I had written a variety yeah. of things for, for years, and I, I floated the idea to you, and you were like, yeah, let's do this. And then I was like, oh, crap, now I have to do this. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was, you know, I'm always happy to have content from, you know, my regular contributors. And Actually, I wasn't sure, expecting to see how long this would go or how this would work out because people have a habit of, you know, they want to do this grand idea and it works good for about two weeks and then it kind of slips away. Yeah. I don't want to call out certain people <laughs> on the website, but, you know, they know who they are. Yeah, and um, I remember I went through different equipment and software, and was pretty lucky, really. I mean, it, it took some tries and a lot of uh, secretly taping phone calls with my family to uh, to get it down, but for those wondering, I use uh, <clears throat> Skype to make the calls, a program called Pamela to record them, and uh, I used to use PowerGrammo Plus until it failed to record a show I did with Mike Coughlin, and that just broke my heart. And I remember... Uh, I emailed you. I was so sad, and you're like, "Man, that sucks." Actually, surprised that we haven't had more technical problems since you know. Yeah. You know, you're just kind of doing it. You're not doing it with any training. You're just kind of picking up as <laughs> yep. you go. And I'm doing. I'm just doing stuff as I go. But for you know, people goofing around, it's actually worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, it was just like we don't. It's not the prettiest production values, but normally you can hear both parties, which is really all, all you can really shoot for on a, our, our low-budget little show. Mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, episode two with uh, with Justin, the first Justin episode, was that, that was actually the biggest problem, because um, he was really hard to hear, and that made me very sad, because uh, there's a really great bit where we talked about the monster being built in a lab out in California, and I just totally lost my shit when he uh, mentioned that, winning the Observer, most tasteless... Uh, Award and sadly, I don't think people got to hear that. No, well, you know, early on we were still figuring those things out. We we were figuring these things out. I actually wanted to call this. I think uh, what was it STS Radio to start as in shooting the shit, and uh, you shut that down pretty quick. And like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want like, to promote that. I just I didn't <laughs> think they would work. That, that might cut the, cut us off a few places. 
Yeah, you were very diplomatic about it. You're like, maybe you should talk to Tanvir and see what he comes up with. So uh, yeah. I did, and he came up with a list of names in like literally 10 seconds. And uh, I don't know if I still have that list, but I remember I was uh, I was talking to Albert Ching on AIM, and we both really liked Joe versus the World because uh, I thought it was catchy, and you had the great little – you could do the initials, JVSTW, and uh, that's, that is where that came from. So I yeah. thought that was, a, that was a neat little name. We haven't had you – involved with a volcano yet to completely pay off the name. Yeah, thankfully the volcano uh, references have died down because uh, yeah. everyone's like, oh, it's a volcano, and I was like, Ugh, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, and we did get the uh, logo by uh, Tom Feely. When I, yeah. The infamous episode where I, I what did I call him, Jay Feely? Uh, he made it. He Ed Feely? Him, I, I got his name wrong. He was very, very upset after he made this nice graphic with uh well, in your defense, um, he doesn't really have a first name when anyone talks. So. That's that's very true. He's just Feely. So yeah, so you know, you know he, it's, it's he, he could have changed his name and no one would have known it. Before. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, when I started, I didn't really have like I don't know, like a, like this show is going to be about this. It was just going to be a show about wrestling, and I didn't really want to go the route of getting you know wrestlers or names, so to speak, on because I mean that was being done a lot. Uh, elsewhere, and it was being done probably a lot better than I could do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, like, a lot of, some of my favorite radio were the Brian and Vinny shows, where it was just two guys who like wrestling talking about it, and that's kind of what I aimed for at the start. Yeah, and that's, it, we're, that's pretty much how the show's developed. I mean, even if, to be honest, even if we wanted to do a show with lots of guests, we'd be killed there, because we don't really have those kind of contacts no. unless you're hiding out something on me. But oh, I wish. But you know what we could do is just we have we both have been on the internet for a disturbingly long enough time that we know people who, if we just open the microphone and ask them questions and talk about wrestling, they could go for substantial lengths of time. And so that's kind of the way we we ended up this way. Yeah, that's why it's it's pretty easy to do this show because it's not, you know, you talk to someone, hey, you want to be on the show? Uh, cool, okay. And then you know, that's you don't have to. It's not hard to work around someone's schedule. Like you know, if uh, I mean, we tried to get Alex Kozlov on, and I have no idea what happened to that. He may have vanished, but um, you know, it's someone like that with probably better things to do than uh, talk wrestling with uh, some random man. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's working a triple shot as we speak or something. He probably is. Yeah. Making his uh, $150, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to do, like, TV recaps or stuff, because that's really the most obvious thing in the world. It's, you know, how hard is it to say, uh, oh, Chris Benoit had a good match, and uh, Gray Cully is not a good wrestler? Yeah, it's it's obvious, and it's done at this point that, you know, if you are if you can't find a TV recap that you really like, you're not really looking that hard. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're out there. And, um, yeah. But, I mean, we've done shows about, about WWE, about uh, independence, Japan, Mexico. I mean, it's, I don't want to say lucky, but, I mean, you know, I, I read The Observer and I pay attention to a lot of stuff. And I think that's, I don't know if there's a lot of shows that can really say they've done shows dedicated to everything, every topic like that. It's, there's, from week to week, you never know what exactly we have. We've gone to totally different subjects. With some guests, from minute to minute, you've gone from completely different subjects. That's very true. That's very the true. The PBR guys are very good at that. Especially, I just remember uh, Rob Naylor. I was 
uh, talking to him. And I remember their first show he was on where I didn't really know what to expect. And he would go from, you know, Pro Wrestling Noah, you know, Budokan show to Herb Abrams UWF in like a minute with about five topics in between. Mm-hmm. He would hit and that's kind of the fun of it because I've been, you know, I've been a wrestling fan for 20 plus years. I've been around and, you know, a pretty diehard fan at that. And I used to read, you know, I can pull on a lot of uh, wrestling experience. I can talk about being a fan in the 80s and the WrestleMania shows. And I can spend 100 minutes talking about the, the Global Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I think by, it's made the show better by having such a varied, you know, list of stuff to talk about. I mean, there are 50 shows, and we've hit, there's still ideas out there for stuff that we could do that we haven't covered, and at least I hope there is. <laughs> I guess we'll find out, but um, yeah. I mean, I've been really lucky with a lot of the guests too, because um, you know, some yeah. I mean, you don't know how some people some people you know you wonder if they'll get nervous. God knows why you're just talking to me, but I mean, people like uh, like Matt Foy who got better, and Tanvir who. Both of them got better every time they were on, and uh, mm-hmm. the Death Valley Driver guys and CRZ, and I'm from sure forgetting a bunch of people, but Hobbs. Oh well, yeah, there is Hobbs. Well, I did forget Hobbs on on purpose, but I, I think if we had him three or four more times, he'd be really good. I guess I'm not sure if you want three or four more times. I can't believe Albert Ching was like Mick Hobbs, the the permanent co-host, and I'm like, I'll get right on that. Poor Hobbs. <laughs> we. We should offer well, we're always him. coming up with those positive ideas. Yeah, something, something like that. I remember when we started, we are, I was like, you know, we'll do shows, we'll keep them in the 20 to 30 minute range, because that way they'll be a lot more palatable. Yeah, you just pop them in, listen to them, you weren't there all today. I mean, you were talking about the PPH earlier. I like some of those shows, but sometimes when you hit play and you see that three hour mark coming yeah. up, it's a little bit daunting to listen to, so... The original idea was not to be like that. Yeah, it was not to be. I mean, episode two was 50 minutes, and then I think we hit 70 for episode three. So the, the, the short shows were largely out the window, and otherwise when it couldn't be helped. Like, uh, like I think you know, Mike Quackenbush couldn't be on for too long, and uh, Brian Alvarez. Busy people, not uh, people yeah. like me who have all the time in the world to gab mm-hmm. about wrestling. But what are you, some, of your, uh, some of your favorite episodes that, that jump out? I know you love them all. Almost I equally, love them all but... so much equally. I see. Uh, I, I love. I like the video game episode with with Sven. Yeah, that was a good look at that. Some games I played, some games I had. Um, I like the year in review stuff we did. Yep. Back in December, even there was a lot of stuff that we managed to cover in like four shows. Mm. Um, but you know the shows where you just have like Dean or Phil on, and you just kind of. Ask them a question, and then you know, thirty minutes later, you get another question. Then yeah. those are very fun to listen to. I was I was a big fan of the Marine uh, episode. Oh yeah, kind of, uh, that was classic. I think then the video game shows; those were good ideas, and they, they were executed very well. Thanks in no small part to uh, Justin and Sven. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like all the Rob Naylor uh, episodes, like you say, where I just have no idea where he's going to go, and you know, he'll talk about Tomko's wife and her big breasts and it's just like you know that's tremendous he's kind of yeah. he's the, the secret weapon of sorts and uh we do have to mention the uh the hogan knows best mini episode and um for those that don't, don't know you can check there's a, a mini episode between episodes two and three that i did because i don't think i could get a guest that week 
Yeah, I, I, I just, just did it. Uh, was the third episode, was, we did two episodes, and I didn't want you to lose momentum, so I encourage you just to put some, put something together that was short. And so we did it, and we didn't really think about it that much again after that. No, and it, I remember like it didn't do a lot of uh, hits at first because you know it's just a little little silly thing, just whatever. And then uh, and then you emailed me, and <laughs> what did you discover about this? Well, you know, I'm looking at the totals right now, and right now, our most listened to the show in 2007, right now, is that episode. <laughs> because apparently, um, some um, Asian language search engine web portal site called QQ.com linked to it on their main page or linked to it somewhere in it, and it just got hit a billion times in March and April. Not, don't take those numbers literally, but it just, for some reason... People were listening to your the interview of Hogan Those Guys. <laughs> amazing rate. I just can't fathom this. It's just like God, I think uh I think Dean Rasmussen's Filipino army has uh nothing on my um my Asian QT dot com Hogan Knows Best fans. It, it just you know, you're you're over and they were really wondering about what happened in that episode <laughs> and they couldn't find any information but you. I know. That's all I, can I was the only person out there that uh covered that episode, Jesus. Uh well, it has been a uh, a fantastic year and I've really you know, this show has completely exceeded my expectations and people ask, you know, why would anyone do this? And the simple answer is it's fun. It's fun being on the radio and talking wrestling and, and posting shows and whatnot. And I think that was I mean, whenever I had someone on pretty much unanimously they always say boy that was fun and that's you know that's why we do this yeah you know for people who normally just spend most of the time they talk about wrestling on the internet where it's just a line and you wait three posts and you you wait 15 minutes to get back to you it's fun just to have an actual conversation about some of the wacky stuff yeah speaking of wacky i should play a drop here literally hanging off the rafters i always love that Okay. All right. Well, I guess it's going to do it for our little uh, intro segment here. We're going to have uh, a lot of guests coming up, some surprises, I hope. So, uh, Cubs, do you have any final words before we uh, say adieu? Um, visit the site and listen to all the shows. That's right. If you haven't already. That's right. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. Oh, I thank you for taking the time. Uh, we'll get you on back to talk Lucha in a little bit because it's been far too long since we had any Lucha discussion. But... I thank you, and uh, we'll be right back with our next guest. Welcome back. Uh, as stated previously, Brian Alvarez's Figure Four Daily Podcast were really the main influence behind Joe versus World. I, I was hoping to get Brian and, and Vince Fairhigh on the 50th show, but uh, April was a very busy month for them. We weren't able to make it happen, but however, I did send Brian an advanced copy of this show, so uh, let's hear what he thought. It was, a, it was your birthday. Oh. <laughs> it's a very lackluster celebration. After a year, they should have brought out like a bunch of chicks on roller skates with, with uh, trays and hamburgers and shit like that. I apologize <laughs> to everyone listening. That was uncalled for. Me! Hmm. Well, anyway, our next guest needs no introduction. But I should probably give him one anyway. Dr. Keith Lipinski, the, the host of the Dr. Keith Lipinski Show is a, a true friend to our little program. He always had a kind word to say and was willing to appear at our show back in the early days when I was uh, really scrambling to find a guest. So let's hear what the good doctor had to say. Hello, listeners of Joe vs. the World. This is Dr. Keith Lipinski. You may remember me from such other appearances on this fine radio program as Episode 9, Japan and General Wackiness, and Episode 14, 
Keith and Mike see how long I could press the record button for. And, of course, the ever-popular and famous episode 36, A Little Bit of Everything. I'm here today to talk to each and every single one of you about Joe. Joe, fine young man. I can't believe that he's actually turning 50. Oh, wait. That's his show that's actually turning 50. He's quite young, actually. I, I You know, Joe is the oldest-looking 15-year-old I know, and uh, I always enjoy listening to his show, Joe versus the World. Yeah, that's, that's the name of it. Yeah. Uh, Joe, fantastic guy. I think he runs a very, very tight ship. I've been on the show several, several times. Each time I come away with a very sore throat and just an enjoyment of being on the Joe Gagne experience, taking a ride on the rocket ship Gagne. But uh, I thought I would do this right now for people that you know don't do internet wrestling radio shows, all four of you out there including you, Mike Coughlin, you fucking idiot. But uh, I thought I would share with you all the first email that Joe sent to me that wasn't a fan letter from being from my stuff previously on the Paresu Power Hour. So this is Joe's first email uh, from Wednesday, June 21st, 2006. So, Dr. Keith, as you may or may not know, I run my own little wacky wrestling radio program. Uh, just a sidetrack here, uh, Joe did not spell wacky or program properly. Wacky it does not have the H in it like it should, and program is not spelled with an extra M-E like the Brits do because, they, they, I mean, you know, as we've seen this week with UFC and WWE, they definitely know what they're doing when it comes to everything. I want to get put together a Japan show, but I can't find a guest. Dave Ditch was unable to come on the show, <coughs> blow Mike Sempervivi, <coughs> Mad Dog, won't return any of my emails. I know you're busy with your own show, but I was wondering if you could help a brother out and be a guest on my show. We're a small show, but we have fun, and you can join other blockbuster guests like Vincent Verhey and American Balloon. Joe. Well, after receiving this email, how could I say no? I was there, and I'm always there to help a brother like Joe Gagne out, as uh, I thoroughly enjoy these wonderful shows that he does, uh, especially the global one, which made me remember so many wrestling things that I had forgotten, and hopefully things I could steal for later on season of Wrestling Society X, only on MTV. But uh, Joe, I always appreciate this show. You run a fantastic show, a tight ship uh and I know how you tried to steal Barlow away from me for cookies, and I'm not happy. But I definitely want to wish you the best of luck. Here's to 50 more shows, and uh, thank you for always allowing me to be on the show, and I hope that me and Semper Vivi can go on there, your show sometime again in the future and uh, basically just rip it a new asshole. So thank you, Joe, and definitely thanks to your wonderful show, Joe versus the Volcano the greatest Tom Hanks movie that he did not win an Oscar at. So, till the next time, this is Dr. Keith Lipinski of F4WOnline.com, DrKeithShow.com, and of course, Luke Cuomo talks about UrinThisWeek.com. My next guests, Adam Summers and Mike Sempervivi, host the Big Audio Nightmare at F4WOnline.com, and I had both of them on back in December of last year, recapping the year in Japanese wrestling. And Mike, especially, I know, is a, a big fan of our show. Because I won't admit to listening to uh, fucking Joe Gagne's show, so fuck him. Goofy guy with a shitty accent. 
Fuck Joe Gagne. <laughs> Shitty Joe vs. the World Show, a Cubs fan. He probably didn't mean that. You know who Sanjaya reminds me of? Joe Gagne. He wouldn't even have a show without me. It's my two appearances that made that show as great as it is now. Fuck Joe Gagne. <laughs> okay, I know he didn't mean that. Let's uh, let's try this again. You know who else is a badass? Joe Gagne. He got the women all around him. <laughs> Life... And unlike BB, unlike BB Hulk, will do something with the women. <laughs> Critically acclaimed. Seriously? I think there's a lot of people out there who don't realize how happy they just should be to see Joe. And... Ah, much better. Now uh, let's hear what they have to say. I'm glad we got that shit out of the way. Now, do you, uh, any idea when you want to record the, uh, the anniversary deal for Joe? I know we've been kind of cutting that off. Do we have to? Are you, do we have <laughs> you to don't... now? I mean, we just got done during your show, and then I have to, like, fucking find something nice to say about Joe's show. You seriously don't want to do it? I mean, because I, I mean, I know you really, you don't, fuck, you don't like Joe, so I guess. It's not that I, you know, I, I like Joe, I like the show. But I don't believe he's giving me the proper respect and spiking ratings for that show after I was on with Keith and after I was on with you. He gives me no love whatsoever. He's one of these Dr. Keith apologists kissing his ass. He would <laughs> like to conspire wow. against me. Aha, big funny. So, <laughs> fuck it. We shouldn't do shit. That's what we should fuck him. That's what, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. The reason I even wanted to bring this up before we go is because he told me that. That he asked you and that you didn't want any part of it. And really, he asked me to do it on my own, and I, I'm... I don't want to let him... See, the thing is, I don't want him to even fucking know that I like his show. Really? That would bother me, yes. Because that will give him a, more of a big head, and he'll just insult me even more. Son of a bitch. This stupid <laughs> little New England accent. So, but don't... I mean, you're fucking New England, too. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not New England. I'm That's New East Coast There's bullshit. No Same thing. Here. Joseph Oldie. You know, well, okay. He lives in your basement. I, Vic so, Steamboat is your uncle. The, <laughs> Al Perez and hanging out with Tom Brandy and King do not, and Do not besmirch the name of Al Perez. I, you know Al Perez is my boy, although Ric Flair kind of does on the DVD. But Well, that, well that's fine. Yeah. Ric Flair can do whatever he wants. True. So do you even, I mean, we were, I mean, we could record this now. Do you just want to say screw it and not even do it? Well, I mean... I have to figure out a way and actually get in a good mood here. Just got done recording. And what, just thinking about Joe just puts you in such a horrible mood? It doesn't help. <laughs> Do you want to or not? Because my, uh, this, this time is money here and this is, this is costing us. So. All right, all right, yes. You want to do it? Yes. Okay, I'll give you a countdown. All right. All right. Three, two, one, steak and shake. This is Mike Sempervivi and Adam Summers with the Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare, located greatly at F4WOnline.com, a real website, unlike the CubsFan.com, which <laughs> this hunk of, you know, call us, we are the audio nightmare. We named ourselves. This is just, it's like the, the, the Sonic Massacre. The Joe, that, that, that's what should be, the Joe Gagne Sonic Massacre. <laughs> Why would it be a Sonic Massacre? Because it is. Half the 50. Because it is. Do you spell that C-U-Z? Are you... You're killing it already. Yes, happy 50th. Unlike uh, Mike, Joe, I did enjoy a steak and shake dinner with you and many others. So I understand why I'm your favorite. Oh, anyway, uh, our next guest, Mike Coughlin, host of Five Star Radio, also on F4WOnline.com, is our resident expert when it comes to talking mixed martial malarkey, as Justin Shapiro calls it. 
and can carry those shows to the point where it almost sounds like I know what I'm talking about. I also once taped a show with Mike that did not record, which made me a very sad panda, uh, especially since my great Charles Bennett masturbation joke went unheard, and it would lose all impact if I tried to tell it now. More is the pity. So let's see what Mike has to say. Five Star Rio Man of the Week. He's a man, such a man, such a man. For being 50, Joe vs. the World still looks pretty darn good. Yeah, and I've got a tip for you. When making love to a 50-year-old woman, or a man that looks like Joe Gagne, always make sure to put a blindfold on your victim. Then, bring in your dog and let him have some fun. A dog's man's best friend, and you should never forget it. You know, I'm beginning to understand why JVTW made it to 50, and Five Star Radio is about to be presented as The People's Exhibit A, in a court case justifying ending the internet for all times. Happy anniversary, Gagney. All the best in the future from me, Mike Coughlin, and Five Star Radio at F4WOnline.com. All right, we are back with one of our most frequent guests and one of my personal favorites, Justin Shapiro. Justin, how you doing? Joe, you're one of my personal favorites, too. Aw. One of my personal favorite people. So, oh, wow. Fantastic. That's uh, good. Yeah. Uh, big time congratulations to you on uh, the 5-0. The big 5-0, that's right. Who to thunk it? 50 nifty episodes. That's right. Uh, I was just taking a break from reading my Observer, which uh, seems to be all MMA this week, the entire first half. Yeah, it was uh, very disheartening. I got the Saturday Observer, and uh, because, you know, you you get the Saturday or the Monday, and it's a pretty big uh, two-day swing there. And then to get a Saturday Observer and have it be all malarkey about mixed martial (laughs) malarkey is just... uh, uh, a missed opportunity for you and me in our lives. Mm-hmm. What about the second half? How much? Jesus Christ, there's like three more pages of it in the second half. Ah, Dave needs to uh, clone himself so he can do the the wrestling observer and the mixed martial arts observer. That would be just ideal. Make them separate. I mean, it would be ideal. I want to be one of those progressive, forward-thinking wrestling fans who really get it and who are like, man, it's the same <laughs> thing, you guys. I just realized it's the same thing. But I just don't care. No. <sighs> we, we've we learned the lessons of uh, 2006, and I think, you know, we don't need to learn anymore. Yes, yes. Well, that's why this is a great show, because, you know, you will cover the issues that uh, Meltzer is afraid to talk about. Like, uh <laughs> You know, video games. That's right. The American balloon. He won't touch that stuff. Global? Where's the big global retrospective? Exactly. You get in there. You get it done. You get dirty. That's right. Mm. My hands seen more dirt than bathroom sinks, as a rap from uh, John Cena's CD, which I do own, uh, said. (laughs) Anyway... You were uh, you were one of the, the first people I definitely wanted on the show when this this whole idea was coming together. We've known each other for a while, and I just did air quotes around no because we we've never met, but uh, we've seen each other, we've interacted on message boards and such. And and like you, and uh, I should say like myself, we were uh, early guests on on Figure Four Daily, and uh, we were kind of phased out when Brian got uh, better guests, like right. actual wrestlers. Before the site was popular, and before the guests had standards, that was the. <laughs> 
But I mean, that's uh, an important first tier there. So it is. And then you know we we took the act, we we honed it, perfected it, and we took it on the road. Mm. I think the uh, of all the shows we've done, I, I like the Marine one the best because that that was something of a, a watershed show where it was kind of a concept. People were like, oh, that's you know, hmm, the Marine. What, what could this be about? And then I think it was we were we were comedically funny that day, and that really. That's uh, that was a popular one. Mm-hmm. I would go so far as to agree with you. Uh, I greatly enjoyed that one. Uh, I feel like we got that one maybe uh, as best as we could have. So yeah, very satisfying to uh, move the people in the way that we did. I've listened to that one uh, a bunch. I, I, sometimes I listen to shows. Sometimes I don't. Not that I don't like them, but some of them I feel like, boy, that was really great. I need to listen to that again. I've listened to that uh, a bunch. Yeah, well, you know, that's why uh, Joey Gags is the best in the biz. He's honing his craft. Right. Yeah, I've listened to it. It's funny. I enjoyed a number of our jokes, so. Yes. And we're, I imagine we'll do a show on The Condemned, although I'm disheartened to hear it's supposed to be good. That is what gives me a great deal of pause. Is I'm, I'm very uh, excited to uh, go into it, build on what we started, a, a foundation, a legacy even, and uh, then... If the movie is good or even not disastrous, then we're going to be at a bit of a loss. So Yeah. That's our challenge, though. I know. We'll just have to hope for the worst. <laughs> Here's the, uh, you know, fingers crossed. But That's right. And uh, we did the, uh, we had a lot of, of concept shows, I guess. We had the, the WWE Year in Review show. We did the Hall of Fame show with Cubs and the WrestleMania shows, which uh, were great. And I should play uh, Gorilla Drop right here. Tino Bravo didn't do his homework. Pissed when I didn't play enough gorilla drops on the second uh, portion of that show. When reality, I just kind of forgot about the drop board, not not having it. Uh, still, it's still being a new device. Well, what people must, it's imperative for them to understand is, uh, although those were released as uh, two different episodes, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Uh, they were actually taped very, very close to one another, perhaps uh, immediately thereafter. Yeah, just yeah. A, a bathroom break punctuated. So it's a, it's, it's a bit uh, a bit of a, a brain drain to talk for what ended up being three consecutive hours. So you know, forgive the host if he kind of loses uh, track of some of his obligations with That's regard right. to one gorilla monsoon <laughs> voice from the beyond. That's a- I, sh- I should mention those wondering, I do finally have 24-7, uh, and um, I spent uh, yesterday afternoon watching an old episode of Primetime Wrestling with uh, some fantastically bad wrestling, but it had Gorilla Monsoon, uh, and it had a debate between Ken Patera and Bobby Heenan, so life was grand. Hmm. Did he Gorilla moderate the debate? No, um, I, he, uh, the thing happened is that Ken Patera beat up Bobby Heenan during the debate. And Bobby was not... Lord Alfred Hayes filled in in the Bobby Heenan role as the co-host, so... See, I see. Cause there was a famous debate between Scott Steiner and Christopher Nowinski about the Iraq <laughs> War in the spring of 2003, <laughs> which ended similarly. Well, Bobby Heenan took off his belt and attacked Ken Patera, which is probably not... wasn't the best move, but... um, Yeah, I imagine young Chris Nowinski got another concussion from that uh, encounter. Yeah, well, I mean, he wasn't supporting the troops or something of that nature. So, yeah, that was uh, that was something else. But 
I should mention that uh, you were on the way back, episode number two, which was uh, a fond uh, episode, even though we had audio problems, you were not very audible. And uh, that was kind of, we just started talking about weird stuff like your haircut and global wrestling, and that's kind of, that kind of captured the charm of our little show, I like to think. Absolutely. Um, we, I mean, I didn't know, well, I, my biggest question going into it, I know when the, the world famous cut fan told me about the concept of this uh, deal, uh, and I was like, Joe Gagne from the internet? And uh, he's like, yes, indeed. He's like, well, that'll probably be, you know, horrible, of course. <laughs> Kidding. And uh, so I just wondered, how are we ever going to learn how to pronounce Joe's last name? Mm. Because, you know, there's so many variations thereof. And But now it's like it just flows. You are Joe Gagne out loud more than any number of any uh, last names to be pronounced. Mm. I guess that's true. Because um, with the wrestling connection, how many times on your show has the guest gone over the, the various last name iterations? Probably a lot, but this is the 50th show, so maybe we'll get it out there. There's yeah. uh, Joe Gagne, which is the, the same as the baseball player. Isn't that right? Uh, Greg Gagne back in the day, thinking of Eric Gagne, who does do the, the French pronunciation as in uh, Vern and... and uh, no, who was the baseball player named Gagney? It wasn't Greg. Greg was... I don't know. There's a guy in the Twins named Gagney, I remember. I don't remember his first name. Yeah, I think there's a Dodger, Greg Gagney, and then there's the French-Canadian one. Well, I've uh, completely complicated this and made it even worse when I thought we had some uh, last-name cohesiveness, so I'll, I'll drop oh, well. it. I'm sorry. He's Joe Gagney. He's the best. All right, that's good. It was Greg Gagney on the Twins, and yeah. Greg Gagney the wrestler, not the same person. Well... I want to thank you for being on. You are a, a, a big part of our successful first year, and I'm sure you'll be back many a time in the coming months uh, to see The Condemned and who knows what else. I want to throw that right back at you, Gagney. All right. I will but catch I, that. <clears throat> well done. Put it on my fridge. I know what I'm really here for, though, is to apologize. Oh, what for? Um, well, I'm sure everyone knows about the controversy on this show from last week and um, I can, should I play the clip? We'll, yeah, we'll go, go ahead. Clip. All right, if we can go to the truck. Uh, so Joe, I was watching the, uh, the ECW on Sci-Fi the other night. Uh, that is a rough girl in Extreme Expose, man. That is a nappy-headed hoe there, I'm going to tell you that. Uh, whew. and the other two girls, you know, they looked, so, so I don't know. So, as everyone can see, that was completely inappropriate, and, uh, just like to, you know, not mar the 50th show, but just to, to get it out there, uh, I need to apologize to to the young lady in question. So, uh, Kelly, Kelly, I'm I'm sorry, sorry. She's a good kid. She's got out of a, a bad long-term relationship. <laughs> uh, so, that, you know, horrible on my part and in, in terrible taste and, that's that's not the real me, so I just want to clear that up. All right, well... Sorry for, for any controversy brought to the show, and it, it, Joe had nothing to do with it. Oh, thank you. But hopefully no one gets all... <laughs> Although I do have to put you on suspension now, and a cut and pay, so... But hopefully uh, hopefully that's the end of that controversy, and uh, I thank you for your, your contributions to the first year, and... Um, 
we'll get you back on very soon, and I'll be back in mere moments with our next special guest. All right, we are back with our next guest, one of, uh, if not the most frequent guests we've had on the show. He is our regular ROH correspondent, among other things. He is Matt Foy. Matt, how you doing? I am doing all right. It's a uh, pretty tumultuous week as far as news in the United States, but I suggest we ignore all of it to discuss one fine wrestling podcast. That's right. This is a, this is a party. There's no no need for horrible outside uh, events to intervene. But um, yep. you and I have met before in person at the the Ring of Honor This Means War show back in October 2005, which I still don't have on DVD, but. I knew you from uh, various message boards and whatnot, but we were both at the show, and you, you seem like a smart chap, and uh, that is how I roped you in, so to speak. Why, thank you for the compliment, and um, yeah, that was uh, that was a fun little meeting. We uh, we gossiped a little bit about uh, Justin Shapiro. Yeah. And, um, That's true. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I remember that I was late to the show because I was I had a job where I worked on weekends at the time, which... Ugh, I don't want to do that anymore. And um, so, and I think I, I might have missed like the best or the second best match on the show, but uh, which was uh, the opener, which was Alex Shelley against uh, Claudio Castagnoli in a 20-minute draw. That was a good match. Yeah. And actually, I have that show on DVD now, and that, I, I think the show's actually better on DVD. I think the main event was, because there were some distracting people in the crowd. But uh, yeah. besides that, yeah, no, it was good, good times, and it was a nice meeting, and uh, it led to good things in the future. I think so. I'm, I'm just I'm thinking who else I've met that I've had on the show. It's, I met you, the Cubs fan, uh, Kendrell and Jaytron at the TPI. Adam Summers at the TPI as well, and kind of Dr. Keith Lipinski where I saw him and uh, was about two feet away, but we didn't interact, so I don't know if I could count him. Yeah, and you've uh, you've actually met the enigmatic Cubs fan. It's impressive. Yes, I have. Uh, there is a photo of myself and the Cubs fan. Uh, I. I have a prize possession of, which, uh, no, I will not post on the internet, so don't even ask. But, uh, anyway, we talk a lot of Ring of Honor, and, uh, like I said before, it's like we've created a little audio history of the group, because, uh, you seem to hit all the major shows, and I go every now and then when it's around, uh, not in January, because it was one degree out that day, so I, I decided not to stand in line, but, yeah. No, yeah, I think uh, one of the benefits of your show is that you've really created like a, a little niche where you kind of talk about things that you might not hear on pretty much any other podcast. I mean, who else has a podcast that talks about you know the year interview and, and Lucha Libre and Pioresu and does a history of the GWF, does history of WrestleMania, then does regular updates on Ring of Honor, uh, live TPI coverage. You know, so um, you know that's one of the good things about the show is that you know ROH fans have you know I mean. Not you know certainly I'm you know not the the greatest audio guy in the world but you know you know it's something for ROH fans to listen to because there's not too much of Ring of Honor discussion out there as far as at least being like the primary focus. So, uh, but yeah, but it's, it's good. I'm I was fort- I'm fortunate enough to live in a place where I get to hit a lot of the major shows. So um, that's a benefit. And yeah. All right, and uh, we also did yeah like you said the year in review show with Rob Naylor which. Uh, I love because I was I just sat back and listened like uh, like it was not my podcast but I was listening to someone else's. Yeah, he uh, definitely has infectious enthusiasm, I would say, and um, yeah, and his shows are are some of my favorites to listen to also. So I was you know I was enjoying it as well. That's right, and um, yeah, we also did the uh, the history of WrestleMania shows. I should play a. Uh, 
Gorilla Monsoon drop when I can think of one. Pearl job. I remember people got people were very upset we didn't play enough Gorilla drops uh, in the second half of the the, uh, the second part of the show, I should say. Well, I give you uh, total permission next time I'm on the show to interrupt me constantly with those drops, especially if I'm going on to one of my long uh, rants that you didn't ask for. That little runt, Jimmy Hart. There you go. I'll get a head start. But uh, yep. that's right. We, we may have to do a sequel for that show for uh, SummerSlam, I think, if we can do that at some point over the summer. And they do release those shows. That'd be cool because, and also one that I'd like to do actually, I don't know if you'd be interested, is would be the uh, the Royal Rumble because I know way too much minutiae about those Royal Rumbles, so it probably wouldn't be as long, but three part six hour show, I'm sure. But um, I've given I don't know, I've given thought to the Rumble. It seems seems it could do like like I've been watching. I have the anthology. I've been watching some of the ones I've never seen before and seeing weird minutia like uh, Carlos Colon in the 1993 Royal Rumble and. Gorilla Monsoon calling him a youngster. That's right, and uh, and uh, Tenru being in uh, a bunch of them and being like Mr. Fuji's enforcer or something in like '94. But we, we will give thought to that. And I think uh, I would definitely want to do SummerSlam if it uh, all possible. I'll have to review some tapes and results and whatnot. But um, no, yeah, SummerSlam is cool because actually, if you really look back, especially in the '90s, SummerSlam was the consistent pay per view, way more than WrestleMania was. You know, that was where you were pretty much guaranteed a great show. Really, up until the past, you know, like maybe 2003, 2004 was when they started being a little bit less noteworthy. There are still there are a couple of good ones since then, but really, up until 2002, you can pretty much count on SummerSlam to be one of the best pay-per-views of the year. Actually, now I think about it, there's always. I'm thinking of all the early '90s ones. There was always something good there, and the '91 SummerSlam was probably it's probably one of my top five favorite pay-per-views. Yeah, that was uh, probably the, oh, what, the, maybe the second pay-per-view I've ever, yeah. I've ever ordered. Yeah, and that yeah, that just had such a fun atmosphere. You know, it wasn't like the great wrestling top to bottom, but it had you know the yeah. Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart match. You know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but you know, but yeah, SummerSlam, good stuff. Oh well, we will uh, we will plan that uh, hopefully for the future, along with. Uh, another Ring of Honor show, I'm sure. They're coming back to my neck of the woods in May and June. I'll try to hit up one of those shows, and we can discuss uh, the promotion. I've been uh, f- kind of lapsing uh, from my viewing, but I'll hopefully get caught up, and then we can uh, work from there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm actually waiting to hear some of the lineup for the uh, the next uh, New York show, which is in uh, um, in May, early May. I think probably the night after they run Connecticut, which I don't know mm-hmm. if you're going to or not. But we shall see. Um, yeah, so, um, but, but yeah, so that's going to have Kenta and Marafuji as well as uh, Morishima. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, uh, Danielson is going to be available around then, although they haven't announced that he's going to be there or anything like that. So, you know, I'm not totally holding my breath for that, but that would be that would be cool. I was actually just at the shows this weekend, and, you know, they, you know, they were kind of, it's kind of interesting just, like, to see what they're doing, like, with, you know, such a, I, I don't want to say depleted roster, but it's definitely altered, especially Saturday when none of the TNA guys could be there, and, of course, Joe and Danielson weren't there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see where they go. All right. Well, we will make uh, notes and plans for the future, and I thank you for being a sizable part of our very first year. I encourage everyone to listen to uh, Matt's shows, especially if you're a Ring of Honor fan. You'll uh, find some good talk you won't hear anywhere else. It's a uh, very happy 50th episode to you. Oh, thank you. And uh, on that note, we will be back in mere moments with our next guest. I'm back with uh, really one of my favorite guests, uh, Rob Naylor. Rob, how you doing? Doing great this morning. <laughs> That's right. Yes, we are not recording this after the Marathon 49th <laughs> episode, but 
I just remember when I had um, I had Phil and uh, and Dean on, and someone said, you know, oh, you should complete the Death Valley Driver hat trick and have Rob on. And I thought, well, I've read Rob's post. He seems like a, uh, you know, he's a good guy. You know, we seem pretty simpatico about about wrestling. I'll have him on. I didn't really know what to expect. It was totally like, holy shit, this guy's awesome. Because I remember you were just. You went from, like, like Marafuji as Noah Champ to Herb Abrams' UWF within, like, two minutes with, like, five different topics in between. Yeah, I'm zero to, like, 90 with my wrestling discussion. Like, I could just go from one thing to the next to the next. But the funny thing is, like, as nuts as I come across on the phone, and they've referenced this, I'm so much crazier, like, live. Like, when Jack Evans hit a double moonsault, I literally ran up and down an aisle, running up and down. And, like, three of the Death Valley guys and Bix were there, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with that kid? But seriously, I just really get caught up into it. It's just fun. And uh, another funny thing is, I guess this week, I never met Dean in my life. Mm-hmm. But this week at R- or last week, I should say, at ROH, I met Dean because <laughs> they all were there. And uh, it was quite interesting, to say the least. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure your life has been uh, altered dramatically by being on this show. I'm sure you get stopped wherever you go. Oh, all the time. On the street, Let me tell no you. doubt. It's fantastic. But uh, you definitely are. You you are my secret weapon. I like to think. Uh, yeah, I like to come in every now and then and break the monotony and just talk about dumb shit, and it usually works. But uh, we are going to do a show eventually, all about Eligante. That's my goal for <laughs> 2007, and it will be it will happen. And before I do it, I'll send you my best of Eligante promo DVD. That sounds promising. And my goal is to see a live show with Rob Naylor, and hopefully, yeah, you will seriously, run up and maybe down. I'll take the trip up to Boston. I'm that would sure be a good time. There. But yeah. we'll. Uh, but I want to thank you for being a big part of the uh, the first. Hey, year. no problem, man. I appreciate it. I like your show. It's better than most of the podcasts I listen to. Oh, There's thank a you. couple of them, like you got you and Bix and a couple others. But aside from that, oh, I like Doctor Keith too. Yeah. But everything else just kind of runs together. But I like podcasts that just go off off subject and just talk about anything. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> you'll never know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Global uh, or uh, or. Or yeah, listen or... to the Global Podcast, by the way, people. It's very funny. Yeah. It talks about the stupidest shit possible for about, yep. I don't know, nine hours. So. All right. Well, Rob, I thank you for being a part. We welcome you for being a part for year two, whatever that may no encompass. Problem. But, all right. Hey, thank you. Keep them coming. All right. All right, we are back with our last guest, although certainly not least. He has been on numerous times, and as previously mentioned, he is the man who named the show. It's Tan Veraqui. Tan, how you doing? Hello, Joe. How's everything? It's good, and uh, I, I had told the story earlier talking with Cubs where he had sent me to you to, uh-huh. to come up with a, a good name for the show, and I, I have the uh, the list here you had okay. originally sent me of names, yeah. and I figured we'd go over this. Uh, first was Wrestling Work Rate Debate, which uh, I don't know about that one. That seems a little... Well, I just want to preface this as saying that I was pretty messed up when I was making the list. I might okay. have had either... I, I might have had just... a too many beverages that night so uh all right yeah yeah, yeah work rate debate i don't know well, all right second one was pardon the martinet which uh that would have been a, a good name if we were just a lucha show or a yeah. more appropriate name uh third was actually joe versus the world which yeah fourth was well uh, well where did that come from uh um okay um isn't there a movie with uh tom hanks Called like yes, yeah, so that would be Joe versus the volcano. Yeah, okay, that's 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 why. Then. Okay, I was, I was thinking that's... about your name and like thinking about doing something with your name since it's, since it's your show. So I thought, okay, true. Well, I can't name it Joe versus the volcano, but I, I guess I'll just name it uh, Joe versus the world. So 
I'm glad that when I uh, when I die, that Joe versus the world will be on my tombstone. You know, so I'm really happy. Me too. Pleased by that. Exactly. I mean, you can go to the grave knowing that you had, you know, five million episodes of Joe vs. the World on the internet for That's for your children's point. children's children to, to listen to. Hmm. Let's see. We also had Mucha Lucha Radio, which would probably get me sued if I tried using that. We had yeah. a be- I was Beer and Chips Wrestling Talk, which uh, actually that's a good name. If someone anyone wants to use that, let me know, and I'll uh, we'll arrange a price for that. Yes, about a buck thirty-seven. I would take that. We had Joe and Cubs rolling on dubs wrestling, which I don't know what rolling on dubs means. I'm, I may be too white to uh, understand that. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't know either because I don't okay. roll on dubs. I, I I take the train. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, we had don't believe the hype, which I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, I think I'm a little. I'm just as flustered as you. All right. Well, we had this is a bit more appropriate. We had professional wrestling beyond the surface, and you added, "This is actually a ripoff of one of my favorite old school wrestling sites, PWBTS.com." Yes, I loved it. I loved it. The first uh, when I uh, first got on the internet, the sites that I would go to would be, uh, I think it was Scoop Central and uh, PWBTS, right? Oh. And I always, I, I loved both sites because I got to learn about when Yokozuna was going to come to Raw from the the man that they. They called Al or whatever. And, yeah, enjoying uh, the, the Heart Foundation. Yes, and uh, I like going to uh, PWBTS because of all the uh, articles from one Bob McGee. So, uh, That's right. Shout out you know, to if, Bob. if we were uh, a serious program like uh, like the uh, Behind the Lines or something, that would be a fine name. But we're a bit too goofy for such a uh, yeah. You gotta get have you gotta get Bob on one of these days. He's one of like the real like old school internet dudes. You know, hmm, that's the people thought. Really people really don't talk to him a whole lot, but yeah, shout no. out to Bob. All right, and uh, the very last we had awkward smart interaction, which uh, is wildly appropriate at points, but uh, I don't know if it rolls off the tongue. Yes, yes, understandable. Way too, way too many uh, syllables in that, I, I believe. Although the, the ASI makes a very nice uh, abbreviation, but absolutely, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad Joe versus the world was in there, and I'm glad that's the one uh, I picked. Thank you. That's that's great to know that like someone thought enough about what I chose to actually pick it. You know, I'm 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 still waiting for my check in the mail. Um, oh yeah, that should be coming. Uh, yeah. Any day, you keep checking the mail. I will because you know a, a man like me needs to pay rent on time. So uh, any any donations would help. All right. Well, I want to thank you for being a a big part and uh, of our first year and naming the show. And it's been too long since we had you on. We'll uh, try to get you on again in the I very near so. future. Yeah. All right. Well. Indeed. Uh, indeed. I just heard a car beep. Are you outside? <laughs> I'm all right. Okay, that's good to know. All right, I'm gonna be back in mere moments to wrap this party up. So stay tuned. Well, that's gonna wrap it up, folks. When I uh, started this podcast, I, I really didn't know what to expect, but it's totally exceeded all my expectations. And I want to thank all of our guests, not only on this birthday show, but anyone who's ever taken the time to be on our our little program and. A special big thanks to the Cubs fan for supporting this dopey little project, and as I've said before, there would be no Joe vs. World without him. But most of all, I want to thank you, the listener, because God knows there are a billion podcasts out there, and it's probably asking a lot to, to download a show featuring a goofball just talking to other goofballs. And We don't have the big-name guests, we don't have the best production values, but damn it, we have fun. And 
an extra thanks to anyone who who spreads the word, guys like Alan Forel, who will pimp the show on message boards, and and I'll, I'll see threads talking about podcasts, and someone I don't even know will will hype the show, and and stuff like that blows my mind. So, as as for the future of the show, I really don't know what it holds, but for the moment, we're just going to keep having some fun. So. If you've listened to show number one, or if this is your first time, I thank you. I hope you stick around. We're going to have some good times coming up ahead. So, happy birthday to us. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon.